This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilly, and joining us, as always, from our studio in Los Angeles on Mamba Day, it's Luke Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What up, John? Hold up, hold up, hold up. Do you hear this? <laughs> That's a victory beer. <laughs> is that a LeBron Hayes? <laughs> yeah, baby. If nice. anybody doesn't know, so out of San Diego, there's a there's a brewery that is for sure not paying LeBron for the rights <laughs> to both his image and his name. <laughs> I drink this shit all the time. <laughs> uh, so you can probably hear him laughing in the background. We are also joined by honorary Laker fan while the Warriors are trash this year. Uh, Alex, <laughs> quote, Damian Lillard Laker is fan. just Jarrett Jack with a recording studio, Manessis. <laughs> what's going on what up alex what up <laughs> what a, what an intro you're ready for some hot takes <laughs> um i've been waiting for this for weeks before we let you say anything else i would like you to apologize for saying and i quote after game one of this series lebron james is jeff green with a bald spot <laughs> I apologize for saying LeBron James was just Jeff Green with a bald spot. Thank he you. Was ha- thank you. Welcome, he- welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I want to thank all of our followers and invite you to please subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast app, Audible, or wherever you get your pods. And if you're enjoying the pod, please share with your friends and throw us a comment on iTunes. And check us out on social media at LukeWaltonTalksLakers.com. All right, John, let's dig into it. What happened tonight? So uh, the Lakers won big, 135 to 115 to take a 3-1 series lead. Love Although it. The, the final score was a 20-point victory. Uh, at one point, and I believe the third quarter, we had a 38-point lead. Uh, we got out to a 15-0 start, and it just never, uh, the, the Blazers were never able to climb their way back in. Um, yeah, yeah but, we could call it a 15-0 start, or we could call it a 24-8 start. Ah, there you go. There you go. I like it. So speaking of Mama Day, how about those jerseys? Those are so much better. They should wear those all the time. LeBron in funeral garb. I love it. What did I say on the last pod? I I read that tweet where the guy was like, you haven't played LeBron until you've played him in a black jersey. You're right. Like he was the the executioner, man. Hitting from the logo is awesome. Oh, that was just him. (laughs) I, you know, in the back of his mind, he was going, Dame Tom. <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs> Every time he hit one of those. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm serious. Like, I think that these need to be in the regular rotation. I don't know why they're not. I agree. Especially Hollywood. Everybody wears black anyway. And, and maybe not all the time. You know, we don't we don't well, need to do it all the time. Yeah, for sure. But you know how like when we were kids, the Chargers would wear the powder blues like twice a season. And it was always when they played like a big Monday night game or something. And it was it got you so hyped. Yeah, exactly. You know, I I would love to see them keep this in the rotation a little more uh, consistently. So um, one other fun fact uh, about this game is that the Blazers are now 0-3. Since moving hotels from the Yacht Club Hotel to the Gla- to the uh, Grand Floridian Hotel, no way. they is made it- the move after their game one win. Dude, is that because uh, CJ's not able to keep his wine cold enough? They have like no, he had to he had to move it all. How long do you limits? think it took him? How long do you think it took him to get his room down to fifty degrees in <laughs> Florida in August? 
Listen, that's not like we've talked about this. That's not how you sell her wine, my man. (laughs) You think he has the curtains drawn too? He's like a vampire in there, just like living in a cold cave. (laughs) I I feel like the reason they made the move was in part just because his AC bill, like the Yacht Club Hotel, was like, yo, we just can't sustain this anymore. <laughs> like we're having to have rolling blackouts to hospitals to keep your room that cold. <laughs> Could we uh start storing some like covid samples in your room because it's cold <laughs> yeah, enough. <right>. Exactly. Plasma, <laughs> start, you know. Start a testing facility in some plasma <laughs> storage in CJ McCollum's room. Uh, I mean definitely infected uh, the whole Blazers cuz they were cold as shit tonight. Oh. But, so uh, speaking of who yeah. wasn't cold, yeah. Luke, do you want to give us a little rundown on uh, on uh, our three point shooting tonight? Dude, our <laughs> three point shooting was ridiculous tonight. It, it's it's so funny. You know, you know, um, we were talking about the luck adjusted three point shooting after game one, which is funny because it's like a lot of people would be like, oh, OK, yeah, you're whatever you're you're giving excuses for a bad loss. But, you know, every once in a while, that luck adjusts in the other direction. <laughs> There's a reason why there's a mean and then two sides of that mean. That's what this was tonight. This was just a absolute like unleashing of what <laughs> like the problems that the Lakers have had in the entire bubble was like, OK, that pendulum. Yeah, a swing we actually a set a Laker playoff record for threes made uh, with 17. We did. Just kind of kind of a cool thing considering how, probably, how poorly we shot that first game. Yeah, and not as impressive no. to Alex. Like, oh, 17, <laughs> cute. Um, I'm looking at the box score right now. What jumps yeah. out to me is Anthony Davis was plus 37 in 18 minutes. That oh, but it is. <laughs> Mind you, they had a 38-point lead. They had a 38-point lead midway through the quarter, and then he stopped playing. I know, but how did he do that in 18 minutes? <laughs> That's literally getting outscored like you don't score a basket and the other team scores. Well, that's what happened for the the first like six possessions of the game. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's, you know what? That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. This this is a game that I'm okay with the box score at the plus minus. It's like. That paints a good picture. I love Carmelo with uh, minus 27, and he got that extra minus one from on the bench with his technical foul. Awesome. What was he so mad about, man? I just don't get it. <laughs> He's mad that he only had two games left to play in his career. Yeah, Did he have three fouls in the first I think so, three minutes? Yeah. I think was so. I seeing that Something wrong? like that. He had that offensive foul. He had a, like, I don't, yeah, it's, a week ago, everyone was asking us to apologize to Carmelo. He's sucked all season. It's just the Blazers have no one else. (laughs) Totally. Well, it's, it's so funny because, like, NBA fans are still, like, conditioned by the mid-2000s game of, like, hit like a fall away two-pointer with the guy's hand in your face and you're like he's a hell of a shooter <laughs> yeah just ignore the four times he fucking bricked it Whoa. <laughs> we can cut that <laughs> uh, all right so one other player who had a resurgent game tonight uh was danny green mm-hmm. so uh from mike yes. trudell at lakers reporter 
he tweeted out really mm-hmm. nice game from Danny Green tonight in his 22 minutes, three of four from three, five of eight overall for 14 points, uh, plus four boards, two blocks, one steal and one assist. Uh, he's, he's been playing good defense all all um, all this round, but the offense just wasn't there. So it was nice to see that come around for him tonight. Mm-hmm. And plus 29 in 25 minutes. I mean, it helps. It, it helps when you game. have a 40 point lead at, at, at one point in the game. Um, so a couple other just quick questions about tonight. Um, yeah. So Damian Lillard left with a with a knee injury uh, and was apparently getting an MRI. Mm-hmm. Um, I, he, it didn't look like a bat. What do you guys it, think? It, came, he came, it, look it looks like he kind of came down on it and like it, it didn't okay. like it didn't give it just like it seemed like kind of all the pressure of landing like like it was like targeted yeah, on yeah it seemed like i mean i get how these guys would get beat up they've been playing at like max intensity for what i mean yeah 11 i mean look if, if i had to make a totally yeah. like off the wall guess i would ass- i would say it's yeah. probably a meniscus injury if i had to make a guess because i think it was like yeah. impact i yeah. think it was like an impact thing like a, not a yeah but i don't i don't i don't like i thought it was gonna be like a strain or something you know like I don't know if it's going to be it. But then again, I mean, Clay Thompson's injury, I didn't think that was anything. So here's my question, though. Do we oh, see no, him? That one do you I think do. we see Dame in game five? Because at this, this point, point, the series dude, is over. They got buried, man. Like They got buried. What do you think, Alex? We're being homers. No, no, I, it wouldn't make sense to play him. Even if it's like just a sprain, you're not going to. I mean, they've lost the last three games by what, like 20 points on average? Then no. It's one, two, three Cancun for them. <laughs> yeah, so totally. uh, we also saw Anthony Davis leave the game. He could have just left the game, you know, without giving an explanation. It would have been totally normal. But they gave the explanation yeah. that he was out with back spasms. Um, yeah, I don't know and, why. I mean, I guess he had back spasms, but he looked fine on the bench. I, he, I don't know. I mean, I know the back spasms. I've had them where they, you know, they come in yeah. and out. And so like that, I guess but. my question is like, do you think if Dame's not playing in game five that we see mm-hmm. LeBron or AD mm-hmm. not play in game five as well? Just to like, if one of them is nursing an injury that we don't really know about, or do you think we just blow them out? Yeah, it'd be AD. Hey, no, AD, AD okay. would sit. If, if Dame's not in, I think AD might sit. Because then it's like, you don't really need defense anymore. <laughs> just gotta hit some shots and you win. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what you like. You just have to score a hundred points, and I think you win. Yeah. If so, out, so and the the team has remembered how to play. I feel like that was a big deal with this series. Was like the Lakers remembering how to be a, a number one like, seed. Like clearly in the bubble, they completely forgot. Yeah, it's like, oh wait, we're a good basketball team. Um, Alex, you wanted a chance to to talk some shit about Dame Dalla. <laughs> this is your moment. <laughs> take your take your I, minute. Now, I feel bad because I wish he hadn't left with injury because then, then I always feel bad. But I'm, that's not going <laughs> to stop me from doing it. Um, so, so last week, everyone was talking about, oh, is Damian Lillard the best point guard of the game? Is he a superstar? Like, is he an MVP candidate? If Damian Lillard was so good, why are they always the eighth seed? Why are they always getting swept out of the playoffs? <laughs> Like every year, every year they're like, oh, Dame is so underrated. And then what they face the Warriors and they lose by 90 points in four games. And he shoots like one for 37 from three in the last two games. 
every year. In his entire career, he's had one season where he shot over 40% from three, and people are talking about, oh, he's the best three-point shooter, he's the best deep shooter. No, he just jacks up a bunch of deep ones. Like, yeah, he's the, yes, he's the third best point guard in the league after Steph Curry and Luka. But, like, he's not, he's not going to carry the team to a championship. In fact, last year, they made the Western Conference Finals only because the Rockets were the one seed and the Warriors had to go through that mm-hmm. path. Like, it, it wasn't like they, they had to go through some murderer's row and then went up against the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. They had, like, Weren't they playing against, like, Paul George and the Thunder? (laughs) We'll get to him later. (laughs) What an accomplishment. We'll get to him, yeah. We'll we'll get to him later, but what what an accomplishment it is to, you know, oh, you beat Pandemic (laughs) P. And, and like, it's he's a top... Dame is a top 10, 15 player in the league, but he's not a a win-you-a-championship, all-time great, you know? Totally. I know the fourth quarter is Dame time, but, you know, maybe if he played a little better in the first 36 minutes of the game, or maybe if he played some defense, he wouldn't have to hit a 40-foot three against Memphis to win. In, in game two, you texted me Dame time with, like, the alternating captions, like the the, the, Sponge, the Spongebob meme. Yeah, the Spongebob. Text. Right, as he dislocated his finger, it was out. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> and I don't think you meant to do that. I think it was just a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, I think it but was here a you are now two out of four games trash talking a man immediately after injury. Just mocking <laughs> yep. a man after. Yeah, I, I, I feel I feel like a real big person. Right okay, now. so here's here's a question for you, because we've the three of us have on this very podcast in the past referred to him as future Laker point guard Damian Lillard. So. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Let's say that it's a couple years in the future. LeBron is retired he's, or he's not on the Lakers mm-hmm. like he, he's he's gone. Right. He's, he's played his one season with LeBron James Jr. And he rode off into the sunset after, you know, the Lakers defeat the Celtics in the 2020 bubble playoffs, whatever. Um, so do you think that Dame and AD are enough to win a championship? With with like the right pieces mm. around them. I don't know. Are you asking? You're asking. I want to know what you both think, but I'm specifically I'm asking Alex because I'm of the comment he just made. That like Dame can't do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he, he he granted him ten top ten to fifteen. It depends on AD's development, right? Like, AD in my opinion is a top five player. I don't know. Which is actually something we should talk about when we get to the rest of the West and the rest of the league. We should talk about what actually a top five player means because I hear that shit thrown out all the time, and I swear there are at least fifteen <laughs> top five players. So we should talk about that. But you know, okay, I want to hear what Alex thinks. It depends who the third guy is. You would need a real yep. like who's a, who's a perfect third piece, a guy who does all the right things, but you know he just kind of shrinks in the big moment. If they were paired with, I don't know, Paul George, maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I, I don't want to yes. take him from you, but a Clay Thompson type. I'll just say. Yeah, that's, that could, they could win. I don't think they'd be the favorites to win, but I think that's a team that, you know, would be in the top three or four betting odds, and you would expect them to at least make the conference finals, which I guess means they'd have okay. a shot. All right. So, But I just don't trust health and and... 
just overall. Well, I'm just saying, like, assuming healthy is is yeah. that is that duo enough? Like, is that is AD the kind of player that you think Dame would have to be paired with? In terms of like the level, the level of player he would probably need to be with to be able to win a championship, like you, and maybe hell, like you couldn't roll, put man. you couldn't put yeah. Dame with like yes. Stephen Adams and be like, there you go, there's your no, no, of course no, not. no, 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 no. I wasn't suggesting no. that. I was but just I, using I, that as a counterpoint. I think I no, I know, but I think I, I mean Nurkic is better yeah, than Adams fair. already, so. I, I think I agree with, though, with Alex that you need a third guy. It doesn't necessarily have to be a top-tier third guy, but a top 20, top What if it was like Bogdan Bogdanovich? Guy who's like good at defense. But I, that would that would assume that AD that, really... That's what I was thinking. I, I think AD... No, I, I think it could work, but I think AD would have to grow. Like a, wait, wait, Hold on, which which Bogdanovich is that? Is Kings. that Utah Bogdanovich Kings. or Kings Sacramento Bogdanovich? Bogdanovich? <laughs> The knockdown, uh, okay. the like total knockdown yeah, shooter. Work too. <laughs> I'm like, which one is which? I don't know. One's Bogdan, one's Boyan. Yeah, Bogdan Bogdanovich. I think I think a lot of it is down to the way that AD develops. If he can develop more into a, I'll get my own shot, clear out, mm. I got it, type of guy. I don't think he's there yet. I like like, and that like that's super nitpicky for AD because he's clearly he's amazing. But if you put AD on, uh, like Portland, without I don't know CJ or something, I don't know if they. Yeah. I don't even know if they pass the Lakers with LeBron. They maybe they would, but it'd be like a close maybe seven game series. Like AD, he still has a like a plenty of like runway where he he could become a superstar that is just like elite for the history books. I think he's already most of the way there. But it's like if he can just get to the point where, you know, his handle's still great. But if he can, like, get that turnaround or, you know, just become more of a knockdown guy or more aggressive or more yeah. consistent. I mean, he's still three or four years away know. from what should be his statistical prime based on, like, most totally. players' development. And, and that's where that's where we're banking yeah. on, right? It's like it's like that that'll be when LeBron will be gone. And like so we're kind of banking that AD is going to grow by then to, you know, not be the best number two in the league one of the best or at least ones. good enough that he can lure someone else to come want to play with him. Totally. Um, totally. He's going to need a ball another another yeah. ball handler. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, all right. So a couple of things just moving on. One thing that's really struck me, because again, this is our first time as Laker fans watching LeBron James in the playoffs. Like obviously I've seen him in the playoffs, but, but I wasn't watching as closely. I, I didn't really follow the East, the Eastern playoffs as much just because you know, it's always been the Lakers, so it's always been focusing on the West. His intensity is like something else, man. And there's two examples of this that I want to bring up. And it's funny because they're almost the same. Uh, in game two, he had that like hilarious clip of being like, ain't that our ball? Ain't that our ball? That's our ball. That's our ball. That's our ball. And they're just like ball. freaking out, right? <laughs> yeah. We were up by yeah. like 20 points in the third quarter when he did that. And he was he like got out of his seat and was on the floor arguing with a ref about possession. Tell you, man, dropping that first game might have been the best thing that could have happened to us because it was one of those like, hey, if you're lazy, yeah, you lose. And then tonight, almost the same thing. He's on the bench. It's like mid late third quarter. We're up by 30 points and uh, or no, he's not on the bench. Sorry. He he gets pushed in the back by Nurkic. They call a foul on Nurkic. They yeah. review the foul and they say, actually, 
uh, Markeith pushed Nurkic into LeBron. So so it's a loose <laughs> ball Markeith's foul face on too. Markeith. He's like, what? LeBron <laughs> got a delay of game call for going out and arguing with the ref after he reviewed the play. <laughs> Again, we're up like 30 in like mid late <laughs> third quarter. This dude is insane. Yeah. We're up a whole quarter. <laughs> Especially the way that the Lakers have been playing on defense. Like, like Portland is averaging like 23 points a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're up by more than 23 in the third, you're probably okay. Yeah. Especially if LeBron, if uh, Dame is on the bench. So I don't know. It's funny. It's great though. I mean, like the whole team follows what LeBron does. And that's part of what's scary about this team is that, you know, I think that's why we played so poorly in the bubble up to this point and why it's taken us a little bit to ramp up is that it took LeBron a little bit to ramp up. But like, I feel like talking to any LeBron fan or anybody that was like more invested in his career prior to becoming a Laker, they'd be like, yeah, like, don't worry about it. That's what happens. <laughs> that's literally the identity of every team he's ever been on for so how long? 17 years. This is, how long this is year 17. Been? Yeah. Also, by the way, so hilarious. I don't, I don't know if you guys got this on the national broadcast, but Stu was talking about um, Stu Lance on the Spectrum LA broadcast was talking about how Mello and LeBron are of the same draft class and, you know, kind of rubbing it in a little bit. Like, yeah, some players games age. <laughs> I mean, it is like kind of interesting how that happens that, that they, you know, LeBron is still can still be argued to be one of the best players in the league. And Carmelo can barely most, make a team. But most of his, it will, and most of his draft class yeah, isn't yeah, playing anymore. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a credit to Carmelo that Including, he still does have a, a roster spot. Oh yeah, I think it's just the two of them. Oh, and Udonis Haslam <laughs> was technically in that okay. draft. Class. Does he play <laughs> any minutes? So, uh, like I does said, does Udonis Haslam play at all? I think he played some. I think he played something like. Oh no, Kyle oh, Corver. I always still forget the oh, yeah, Corver. Kyle Korver, who always wears a white mouth guard, uh, and I always think he has the cleanest teeth, but it's not. It's just his mouth guard. <laughs> um, this season, Haslam played 44 minutes. Like, wow. in total? <laughs> total. Yes, in four games, he played 44 minutes. He played one CJ McCollum with a broken back <laughs> in one game. Total level of minutes. He has 12 points this season. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um it's it's otherworldly in fact in the last three seasons combined he has uh 45 (laughs) points (laughs) how much did lebron score this game 30 (laughs) i mean even mellow scored uh 16 tonight so the two of them combined scored more Mm -hmm. points tonight than udonis aslam has scored in I mean, yeah, Mello, Mello scored 16 on his 27. <laughs> Hell of a game. Yeah, 16 points on 15 shot attempts. It really is the Kobe farewell season for for Carmelo in terms of his <laughs> shooting efficiency. Um, so, Coach, I want to I want to turn it over to you to talk yeah. about defense a little bit. We've been talking about defense a lot just because it's really been mm-hmm. the hallmark of, of this series for us. But uh, can you break mm-hmm. down a little more? for us like what we're actually seeing dude it was it was insane the kind of block party we had in that first quarter it was just that so portland is already tired they already don't want to play any more <laughs> basketball 
And then every single time. I'm tired of watching them. So am I. I kind of just want every like single... I kind of want yeah, there to just yeah. be like a you know like a like a 21 skunk kind of thing where it's like all right we all know Lakers are the better team now. I mean it's it's they they developed a great defensive scheme. It even worked in the first game. I mean the first game no shot fell. It happens sometimes as long as it doesn't happen two games in a row. You know whatever. Um, the biggest thing that I, I saw was the way that they were able to effectively double and then hedge on either CJ or uh, Dame and force them into just awkward shots where they always had a guy kind of on their shoulder, on their hip. It, it wasn't in the kind of way that they were in jail or about to foul them. I thought they did a really good job of like putting pressure and making them have to go up with an awkward shot, but not you know fouling every single time, just like a lot of those kind of lesser teams like Memphis yeah. was doing. Um, that you know lets a team close out in the fourth quarter easily and something else that I thought that was just really great is I mean you know we talked about that young core for so long and Cruz is not very young which a lot of people don't <laughs> realize but he's part of that 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 whatever that draft class world I mean and, he and Kuzma um, at this point like that's every, yeah that, that's it and it's it's amazing how Caruso has stepped in and like almost perfectly filled the role that we lost from Lonzo as a point of attack defender that is right in your grill, that makes the right play, that has got a decent two-man game with AD and uh, is just a heads-up guy that gets all these little like ticky-tack, like inbounds plays and stuff. And I, I swear, if you talk to Dame like honestly, just one-on-one, no media or anything like that, and you said... He's a pain in the ass, right? He would have to say yes. Oh, of course. You know, they, like there's, there's no like, oh, you know, there's just some undrafted, like, you know, like Texas A. There's, there's no element of that. That guy is in his grill, always got his hand up. He is ready to contest at any given moment, and he made life hell on superstars. And like we were saying in the last pod, yes, you're not going to take a superstar and reduce them to mediocre. But you'll take a superstar and reduce them to decent or good. And I thought that was something that Caruso plus our big hedging, obviously AD was the core of that. As we saw in this game, when AD went out, our defense kind of fell apart a little bit, still won by plenty. But, you know, that's the reason why we almost go up by 40 is that you have really strong perimeter defense, hedging them a certain way, ready to contest, funneling them into the best big man defense. Yeah, that's Vogel was asked about Caruso's defense pregame. And he basically said, like, yeah, mm-hmm. Caruso's been doing a great job. But he kind of alluded to that, like, Caruso's job isn't actually to stop Damian Lillard. No. And he said what's exactly. what's actually been most effective is our big men altering shots in the paint and, like, in inside the three-point line. And But it's Caruso's job to, to move him in the right direction, to not let him, you know, go yeah. where he wants to go. Which is still a big task, but it's something that is feasible if you're like a capable defender and a, a, like a smart player. That's feasible to say. Your job is not to stop Damian Lillard; it's to send him. Yeah. yeah. Well, so one thing, and then and then I want to talk about defensive ratings. Uh, but one one change yeah. that the the Blazers made, which I, I think we talked about before, was they started running Dame off of like pin downs uh, rather than having him bring yeah, the ball up. Yeah, there's a lot up. more movement. Right to try to like get right. him open shots, less like pick and roll straight. Yeah, but what exactly. I think that kind of did is it actually made KCP a more effective defender because KCP can't mm-hmm. just like 
face up defend right straight up Dame Lillard. He just no. gets cooked by him. Neither can Danny Green. But yeah. those dudes can certainly fight over a screen and contest a shot mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. him like with reasonable effectiveness. So I, I actually thought it was interesting that yeah. their attempt to try to like avoid him getting doubled high, right, and get and and uh mm-hmm. it, it kind of ended up almost playing into the hands of some of our weaker defenders being a little more effective against him tonight at least I thought. Well I agree, and but I I think that it's interesting because like what you're saying is like there it's it's harder for them to be point attack point of attack one on one defenders. It's hard for anybody to be that, but it's it's particularly hard for a lot of our wing defenders, including Danny Green. But they're really good at sliding. They're really good at helping. Danny Green particularly is not great on ball, but is one of the best at help defense in the league. And yes, doing some of these off ball actions end up actually playing into some of those strengths because now you have this this you know flow offense where these guys are really good at sliding these guys are really good at hedging against you know passing lanes and stuff like that one of the things that i think is interesting and i don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves but looking at houston i don't know if that's going to be as much of the case i think there's going to be a lot more of on ball defense that we're going to need to do and i think that's going to be a little bit more of a challenge for this team why would you need to play houston (laughs) Ooh, i like this we'll get to this we'll get to this well i i've Two more okay, things, okay. and then we'll get sorry, to playoffs. We'll keep, keep so, the horse cage. Uh, yeah. Just two real quick things. One, we've been talking about the defense, but the stats now back it up. They have backed it up the whole time, but I just want to share. So uh, in the playoffs, um, the ranked by defensive rating, Markeith Morris is actually, has the highest defensive rating of any player no. in the playoffs after tonight. After no tonight, way. After tonight's game, he does. Um Alex Crusoe is second. Uh, Kyle Kuzma is tied for fourth. Um, wow. And then uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. It, it like it says thirty seventh, thirty eighth, but I don't really get how that. Alex, Alex, do you think that that's real? Do you think that that's just like we played Portland Trailblazers, or do you think that they're sorry? They're like Anthony Davis are ten and eleven. Sorry, and, and Kuzma is three. So it goes Markeith. Okay. Caruso, okay. Kuzma, and then 10-11 are Anthony Davis and LeBron In the whole James. playoffs? Amongst, amongst every no player way. in the playoffs. No way. Okay. Wow. I, I, I yeah, need an outside I, perspective I, here. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to last that they're the best defense in the playoffs, but, I mean, I'd be more concerned with their offense than their defense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I just, it's nice when the stats back up what you see with your eyeballs. And at least against the Portland Trailblazers, the defense has been locked in. They're also the number one defensive rated team um, behind uh, the Toronto Raptors, who I think are legit regardless of who they're playing. Right. Like we may not remain the number one defensive rated rated team. I think the Raptors will remain (laughs) one of the top defensive rated teams. What do you guys think? I would rather play the Bucks than the Raptors. In the finals. Uh, no, because there's no one on the Raptors who will go supernova. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I kind of am, I kind of want to say that I'd rather play the Bucks, just because I've seen we play, teams like, go Bledsoe <laughs> hunting enough and play him off the court. Uh-huh. Like there, there's an, there's enough weaknesses where yeah, like Giannis okay. could go supernova, and that's a risk. I get it. But I think there's like enough other there's enough uh, chinks in the armor that we could crack but yeah it's it's mostly just because i think there's some recency bias and we've just played like shit against the raptors 
And and like I think we went on a 16-0 run against the Bucks. So there was like a there was like a feeling of like oh I think we it's like them. we've 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 beaten them and so we've seen this team beat the the Bucks. We haven't seen this team beat the Raptors. I think that that's hard for us to like be objective. Totally, and it's only been two games. It's a very small sample size. It's just plus all you've got to do is make one adjustment, then you'll completely fluster Budenholzer, and, <laughs> yeah, and that's a good point. you can't really do that to yeah, make nerves. So, all right, so one more thing, and then we'll talk about the 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 rest of the West, uh, and that is just like Let's do it. if the team can get business done uh, on the twenty sixth mm-hmm. and close this out with the gentleman's sweep, we're gonna have a lot of rest. Um, How so long? the like they haven't actually said when round two will start officially, but. If if any games go to depending on if some of the games go to seven, um, round one could last until August thirtieth. Whoa! So really? well, it's only four days from now or five days Great. from now. Sorry, that's six six days from now. Man, time is time has been broken since yeah. March, so I'm, I'm yeah, a little but screwed up. but still, um, so yeah. that means that like the Lakers have it at a minimum probably four full days of rest if they can win this series, uh, which. I'm not worried about it for most of our guys, but you know, LeBron hasn't played many minutes um, in, in this game. Uh, Let's see. He only played 28 minutes. Davis only played 18. Mm -hmm. So these guys are pretty rested and they're going to have probably a few more days of rest before whoever they take on next, which brings us to the rest of the West. Cause uh, with the exception of um, one series, it's, it's all tied up. So um, I kind of want to let you guys cook a little bit. Um, Clippers Mavericks. They're currently tied two two. I've been uh, very Dude. aggressive in saying that I I think it should be three one if Kristaps hadn't been ejected. Uh, what do you What do you guys yep. see here? Oh, I, I'll defer to Alex here. I'm too much a homer. Uh, what's up with Palmdale P? <laughs> like what? What is Palmdale. this? Is not the same guy who used to Street, like actually go toe to toe. Streetlights, not spotlights. in the playoffs. <laughs> Streetlights, not spotlights. What? What was the other bullshit things that Clipper said? I don't know. I just loved when someone was oh, like, someone should ask Paul George if that was a bad shot about Lucas game winner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did you see today he made it so no one can comment on his Instagram yeah. unless he follows them? He's been blocking a bunch of a bunch of trolls. Oh, oh my god. It's not good when it, they have to like find a um, a time when like somebody shot under 25% for three straight games and the last person to do it was Bob Cousy. And we've all seen Bob Cousy dribble, so that's not who you want to be compared to uh, if you're Paul George. Because the internet will joke on you if you're compared to Bob Cousy. Um, so at a minimum, they'll have this will go to six games. Um, but like, okay, I just have to say this. He shot, what was it like, three of four of seventeen in the last game or something like that. Um, so. Yeah. Um, do you remember how many first round picks the Clippers traded for him? How many championships three? rings does Kobe Bryant have? Five. No way. Five. No. They traded five, five future first round picks to the Oklahoma City Thunder. My God. Plus, hold on, I need to find plus, this transaction. They log. traded uh, Shea Gildress Alexander, <laughs> and I think someone else. 
Right, legit. A 2021 first-round pick, a 2022 first-round pick, a 2023 first-round pick, a 2023 first-round pick, a 2024 first-round pick, a 2025 first-round pick, and a 2026 first-round pick? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Whose picks did they have? You know, oh, one was Miami's, another's Miami's. Two maybe swaps? I don't know. That, I don't know. That doesn't make sense. So, okay, so here's, here, here's the thing, right? I, I mm-hmm. love to, to be like worst case scenario for the Clippers guy. So, so, so mm-hmm. two things. If they lose this playoff series and, and they get bounced in the first round of the playoffs, one, oh. is this now the worst trade in the history of the oh. NBA? <sighs> I'm... <laughs> Because I think it might be. And and two, do you guys remember how many years Kawhi Leonard signed three? for? Uh, was it three? Oh. Two? Three? Is it a two? Two plus. Wow. Is it so two, wait, is he it could bounce after next year and leave them just with the Paul George show? Yeah. And no picks. <laughs> Paul George and not a single draft you know pick what I say over for there? like four Street years. Lights over spotlights, pushed over given, squad over self. <laughs> God, wow! This that's uh, this could be the biggest flop for Steve Ballmer since Zoom. they win man like i still i would um, like to play the, the so okay realistic like a you know like the whole season has felt like it's building towards that but i i like i like the mavericks i think they're a fun team and i like i think they were robbed so i'm rooting for them alex do you agree with us that if chris Dobbs hadn't been ejected from game I think one so. the series would this, be this clippers right team now? they I, I mean, I've seen them described as too cool for school. They just don't seem to fit. Like, I don't know why. Like, all the pieces seem like they should fit together, but it just, it, it I don't know. It doesn't. I don't know. I've heard them reason. referred to as pushed over given. <laughs> I know. That marketing copy is so bad. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. LA our way, right? That was the... That yeah, was the tagline. Well, their way so, sucks. I don't enjoy watching them play. <laughs> Me either. I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't really get the I don't really get why why people Bribery. are so enamored with their roster. To be Patrick, honest. I saw somebody tweeted the other day. Patrick Beverly <laughs> dribbles like he fouls the ball, but <laughs> that's good. But like, really, I don't like, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't enjoy watching Kawhi and I don't, Paul George is fine, but he's playing scared. And then Patrick Beverly is just, I mean, God, Worst. just way to drag every game into the mud. Totally. Just make it a wrestling match. I just think it's so funny that they like, branded themselves this way when like their actual complete team barely played this season. Like they, they, they were not like blue collar in any way shape or form they were a purely like we are a superstar team that is expecting to waltz into the finals yeah yeah 
Patrick Beverly is like the only guy on their team who who fits yeah, that description at all. Like the Westbrook quote, <laughs> like runs around. You think he's playing good defense? <laughs> oh, Russell Westbrook is one to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But but he knows exactly. he knows he, he knows this one. To, yeah, this is true. He's an expert on this subject. I just don't like we like we know Ivica Zubots. Like he's a fine young player, but I I don't think that he's like an impressive he, starter he's on a, the, on he's a the championship definition of contender. Replacement level. Yeah, um, I think we're all agreed that Patrick mm-hmm. Beverly is. I think overrated. that Lou Williams is very good at shooting. I think that Montrez Harrell, without an injury, is but is good. is a total problem in you the can, playoffs because you can yeah, just yeah you can't him. play him in the fourth quarter because he gets hunted. I know. And it, it's a problem with where he's at in his career, you know, too. I mean, maybe four years ago, it wouldn't have been as big of a deal. But he's never been a great defender, but he's definitely lost a step. It, it, I mean, and then there's Reggie Jackson. Yeah, and I think... <laughs> that's all I yeah, have to say. And, and there's, like, other guys who are, like, fine players, yeah, but, like but Marcus that, Morris like, and But that trade Patrick for Marcus Patterson Morris, and I don't Landry know Shamit that. And, Looking back at this point, I know that I'm somewhat colored because Marcus yeah. Morris can't le- guard LeBron for shit. So, like, you got to have him attribute some other way than being the LeBron stopper, and he's just not, he's not that. So, um, so okay, I feel like I've sent us down an anti-Clippers tangent, which you know that yep, I we're love. We're all on board but, here. Uh, I think every listener is on board, too. How do you guys think that this series will play out? What The, cl- the Clippers, what's your prediction? Clippers, Mavs series? I think the yeah. Clippers are going to win in seven. I don't. Uh, yeah, that's probably right. That's like, what I'm thinking, too. I wish I wish I want the Mavs yep. to win, but I can I can I read because I would like that to be the worst trade. In can NBA I history, route us but... down another small rabbit hole? OK, so Stu Lance on Spectrum said that uh, Luca is a top five player in the NBA definitively. Do you agree? And I'm not sure if he was saying top five in terms of who's playing in the bubble right now. The way he said it made it sound like in the NBA. I don't agree mm-hmm. in the NBA. Across the board, if you're counting Steph Curry, if you're counting Kevin Durant, I don't know. What do you guys think? So I, I think I have kind of a bullshit yeah. answer. So I want to hear Alex's answer first. He's probably in the top five of play. He's in the top five of players in the I bubble. Agree. That's for I sure. I, I, I agree with that. I'm not well, willing to go there on he's the top five player yet because he's still such a negative on defense. Yep, me too. If you said so, 10, I'd go too. 10, but not totally. 5. Totally, totally would. I'm, I'm totally on the same page. So here's my thing. I agree with Alex on the on the defensive piece uh, and on him being top five in the, in the bubble mm-hmm. for sure. I, like, so I don't think that you can say until the end of a season who the top five players in the league were for that season. I think that it is a rotating group of about 15 guys throughout the course of mm-hmm. the season. And I think that that's why we we let commentators get away yeah. with yeah. saying this is a top five player that. for for about 15 people mm-hmm. because throughout the a course of a season, like guys will have ups and for downs, sure. right? And and a certain player could, could be injured or could be going through a slump. And so at that point in time, like they're not a top mm-hmm. five mm-hmm. player, you know, like like uh, like Kevin Durant this season, you know, yeah, like exactly. Would, would he be? Probably, but you can't say that he was a top five player in this season of no. basketball. And like, yeah, you don't know what he's going to be like after the injury. Before the injury, yeah, he was a top three player, top two player. 
after the injury who knows yeah. but it's just, it's just weird so yeah. my, my, sorry go on my other thought though going back to something you brought up earlier is is anthony davis and where does he fall mm-hmm. in that i think he's exactly what i'm describing yeah. which is that on any given night i think that he has the talent to be a top five player in the nba mm-hmm. to consistently be one of those mm-hmm. guys if you look at defense more often than not is defense especially like if you're, yeah. if you're taking the whole package like but I think that far too often he's not that. Mm-hmm. So for how you, for how much he is blatantly just like given that that mm-hmm. tag. I hear you. When you think of superstars, for me, what it means is the 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 sheer fact that this player is on the team, regardless of anyone else around them, this team is a finals candidate. Mm-hmm. Like this team can make the finals. Like and so that number for me of like true like superstars is like five yeah and then after that is that next tier of like star players that i mean dame falls in that group anthony davis to me falls in that group but i mean the guys who just the fact that they're on that team makes them a finals competitor is what lebron uh Giannis, steph curry kevin durant Kawhi leonard that's the whole list that's it so i mean everyone after that like None of them have ever done it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they couldn't. Someone couldn't get there. Luca might be the best yeah. candidate to to make that jump because I just don't think Anthony Davis is ever gonna make that jump since he's not a ball handler. Yeah, and I think you kind of have to be a ball handler in this day and age. What about to do it, yeah? I guess but. in this day and age, but like like if if you plop Shaq into this game, he probably would be in that list. Probably because there's. I mean. The most similar player to Shaq ever is Giannis. Yeah, just that so can I mean, do everything else. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay, so moving on to the next the next series, mm-hmm. uh, we've got Rockets Thunder, uh, who are currently tied at two two, which is crazy to me. Today. That's crazy to me. Like that blew me away that the Thunder won today. I haven't watched highlights of that game yet. Do you guys look? I just want to say. Yeah that I said before any playoff game was played that I did not think it was a guarantee that the Lakers would play the Rockets or the Celtics. Excuse excuse me, the the Rockets or the Clippers. Um, And we still might. But I think that that I have uh, more than, you know, been been justified in that. We might not play either. um, I guess. So here's my question. Should we be cheering for the Thunder as Laker fans? Yes. Way would rep. Harden, I make, guess, is the other make guy the on argument. That tier. Make the argument. Why should why should we be cheering for the Thunder? The way that they play basketball fits way more into our defense. I think that we're gonna have a way harder time defending the Rockets than we would the Thunder. And I think that that the Trailblazers have prepared us better to play against the Thunder than they have for the Rockets. Hmm. Alex, do you concur? Because uh, my reason is that the Rockets sure may choke and you know go miss 27 straight threes or whatever but they could also hit like they could go three or four games in a row shooting 50 percent from three yeah. and then all of a sudden you've lost the series yeah. and the, the, the i mean the thunder just don't have anything like that so with that in mind again this series is at least going to be six mm-hmm. games uh any predictions for how this one's going to play out i mean i'm surprised it's even tied I think the the Rockets are going to yeah. win again, but man, I just hope that either one of the two 
either the Rockets or the Clippers fail out. I almost would rather the Rockets fail out because, like, like Alex is saying, they're more of that like wild card. It's like, oh, they blew us up. Versus, like, I don't know if the Clippers are going to do that. I feel like the Clippers head-to-head is just going to be coaching and, like, a lot of it's going to be LeBron hitting big shots against the Clippers. Against the Rockets, it's true. I, our perimeter defense isn't nearly as good as our at-the-rim defense. And I think that we're seeing that with Portland is that, you know, you can only do so much to stop a guy from hitting a three in your face. Stopping people at the rim and stopping, like, the flow offense. Like, that's something we can do with AD. So, And, like, it's, it's really hard, yeah. especially, like, for a big guy to defend against a step-back three. Yeah. So, Alex, what do you think? How's it going to end? Uh, Houston probably wins it in six. In I, six? I don't even know how the Thunder won these wow. last two games. Okay. I'm going to be the contrarian. I'm going to say I'm going to say Thunder in seven. Awesome. And I picked I Thunder so. in seven just because I'm a hater. But I like it. I, I I don't I don't know how they won two games, and I don't know how they'd win two more. I like it though. Same way they won there the first two. Okay. <laughs> um. All right, moving on to the last uh, West series. Nuggets. Um, n- Nuggets Jazz. It's uh, 3-1 they Jazz. They both suck. They're both bad at basketball. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I mean, like, I, I haven't watched a ton of this series. I watched a little uh-huh. bit of it. And I, I saw the end of the last game, which all of Twitter was like, Jamal Murray versus Spider Mitchell. Uh-huh. Like, this is amazing. Am I the only person who just like doesn't think Jamal Murray is that great? Uh, yes. He's pretty good. And no. But... <laughs> Maybe it's just the Lonzo stuff that I still <laughs> hold against him. Uh, got he seems to play well when it's important, but he's like, sometimes he just disappears. I could say the same thing about Spider though. Spider disappears yeah. sometimes too. Need, but like that—that's the thing, right? About like a young star, like you're, you're gonna be transparent every once in a while. Like I mean, even uh, like Tatum will like be like, "Wow, what a good player!" And then like two games later, we'll just like disappear in the mist. I didn't watch any of the series actually. They swept. So is, but. is Jamal Murray gonna be the new Mike Conley, where we just talk about how he's the most underrated player and how be. he's mm-hmm. the best player who's never made an All Star game? Could be. And we're going to be saying that like eight years totally, from and now. And then eventually gets traded like possible. towards the end of his career. And everyone's like, oh, he's pretty bad. <laughs> um, so in terms of uh, assuming that, you know, I think we all think the Clippers are going to pull out that series. Uh, mm. As Laker fans, who do you think we should be cheering for? Like, Which team is a harder matchup for the Clippers? Mm. Probably the jazz but i'm not sure i'm not sure either i kind of think that the nuggets would be harder just because i think that they have a hard time with like truly dynamic offensive big men i would rather play either of them than the rockets <laughs> i might honestly i might rather play either of them than the than the trailblazers can we talk about how the nuggets can't guard anyone <laughs> hence like literally anyone <laughs> Your defensive rating is 131. (laughs) They put Michael Porter Jr. in there, and he is just deer in the headlights. Like, it's so obvious he has no idea what he's doing. Did he grow, like, a foot in the last year, by the way? He seems so big and so skinny. 
I think he's pro- uh, he probably grew a little bit since he was in college. He like I did not realize he was as tall. Like I thought he was like six seven, and I think he's like no, six, he's like ten. six ten. Yeah, yeah, he's a giant. Um, all right. So uh, enough of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to I want to I want to finish off on on some heat. Um, Alex, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you tuned in for the last episode, but this podcast is not just the Lakers. Uh, Luke Walton talk Lakers, talks Lakers podcast. This is also the unofficial anti-national broadcast tier one color commenter. Yes. Oh, this, is, this is Luke Walton the, slanders himself uh, in, in <laughs> like faces potential national liability. This is why the premier is, slandering of, of Mark Jackson. Why is every Chris color Weber analyst so bad? I don't know. I don't know. We had, we had Chris Weber tonight. And listen, I, I wrote this down because I was trying to figure out like, what does he sound like? And C-Web, it's like he's not even watching the game. He just... He speaks in these weird generalities and these these like kind of idioms about basketball in general that that they're not they're not <laughs> like they don't not apply to the game. But the, he just he just massacres the, cliches all game long. Yeah, you know, and then it, it it it's like it's 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 like watching two K. <laughs> <laughs> They they canned they yes. canned the audience and they count canned the color commentary. Yeah, it's it's literally like like you know Grandpa starts talking, everyone <laughs> leaves the room, and you come back in ten minutes later and Grandpa's still talking and you're like, Grandpa, no one's here anymore. Like, what are you what are you still talking about out here? He he did. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the the that baseball announcer who said that homophobic slur in the middle of a oh. game. But he, in the middle Castellano's of apologizing, home run. he got, he got pulled, he got pulled from the broadcast. Um, but he knew he was probably going to get pulled. And so he, he like decided to try to apologize and he started his apology, stopped in the middle of his apology to call the home run that was just hit and then continued on apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was oh. so bad. Oh. Alex tweeted me that it was like literally like a Brockmire <laughs> clip. Um, but Chris Webber did the same thing tonight. Um, <laughs> did he? In in regards to, uh, I'm forgetting his name, but the young man who who was you know seen in the video that that was released being shot in the shot in his car in the back, like he starts talking about it and then stops in the middle and is like, you know, this is a really important thing, and there goes LeBron with the three, and then as it rolls to 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 commercial. He starts talking about how like black men Chris need is, to compartmentalize, but not, can't compartmentalize. He's not even the worst one. I honestly, he's not even my uh. the second worst one to me. Can we talk about uh, Mark Jackson? <laughs> Who's the worst? Yeah, yeah. Future Chicago Bulls. We need to pray that into existence. <laughs> can we? Okay. Can we talk about what he's done to Jeff Van Gundy's brain? Oh, I, he, because he's just so. made Jeff Van Gundy totally so. useless on the broadcast, too. You, you hear Stan <laughs> on TNT, and Stan's providing great insight, and he's interesting. <laughs> and, like, the perfect encapsulation for this, for me, is it was the first time uh, when the LeBron beat the Thunder in the finals. 
and it's mid-game, and Jeff Van Gundy starts talking about his dead cat. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> like that's Mark Jackson just is like, hand down, man down, and then Jeff Van Gundy is like, yeah, yeah, I had a cat named, oh, yeah. He was talking about Mo Cheeks, and he named his cat after Mo Cheeks, and he's like, but Mo Cheeks died. And so he has, like, was talking about his dead cat in the middle of the bo- broadcast. So, oh. we've, we've, we've done enough for Mark Jackson, and I'm worried that so, we're actually going to have legal action taken against him. I think we, we've, we've done enough to Mark Jackson, and I'm worried that we're actually going to have legal action taken against us if we, if we go too much further on this. But the one other thing that I wanted to, to slander a little bit this evening uh, is... The fucking Nike sneakers app. Okay, I woke up at eight ish, and I like ran to my computer like, "Oh crap, let's see if I can get that jersey." And I was like, "Oh yeah, it's sold out. Understandable." And then I opened up Twitter, and it was just an endless scroll of people infuriated that wanted that jersey and one of those. They wanted to drop three hundred bucks to honor Kobe and wear something dope. Why? Why can't Nike, one of the biggest clothing companies in the world? like afford to manufacture enough of their shit come on so i i was one of those people i woke up at 6 30 a.m this morning i had i had the jersey on my phone and i had a pair of the shoes on my yeah. computer and i had the you know the seconds on my clock ticking down and i clicked by instantly yeah. on both yeah. of them and got neither of them and it's because of these damn bots <sighs> people just program scripts <sighs> that that do this Awful. right and then they put them on the resale market. Some asshole yeah. was trying to resell that Kobe jersey for $1,200. Oh Yo, okay, hold up. Do they have, do they have a, a purchase limit? Can you only buy like three of them or, or can you buy as many as you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do, they do have they a limit. Have enough but, but what people that, will do okay. is that they'll like, they'll have their script run right. like across the sneakers app, Foot Locker, Nike.com. Yeah. Like they'll, they'll hit all the platforms yeah. and get like whatever the limit is right. everywhere. Um, but it, it's like, here's the thing I don't get is that like Nike, you can say that, that this was for corporate reasons, but they made a decision to pull all the Kobe merch uh-huh. after his yeah. death. Right. Cause, cause they didn't want to be seen to be like profiting off of, off of, you know, uh-huh. off of a, a dead man. The, the unintended consequence of that though, was that everybody who had Kobe merch just yeah. jacked the price up. And the secondary market people just like profited off of it instead. Right. And the fans who wanted to like buy something to, you know, to, to recognize Mm -hmm. him were left with no real options unless you just like were willing to spend a shitload of money, like too much money on something for, for most people. Right. Of course, especially for clothing. The thing I don't get about all of this stuff is like, just make more of it. Yeah. Like, like Nike doesn't make any money on the secondary market. You know, and, and, and like, well, like, did, especially with this, given the sensitivity of it and the, all the time they had to plan this and roll mm-hmm. it out, they should have had like an endless supply of this yeah. stuff. Like everybody who wanted one of these should have been able well, to they're, get it. They're a big enough in, company in that they could just do, you know, made to order and it would get there fast enough. Yeah. So they, they, could, yeah. they could fly a freaking cargo plane to China and pick it up from the Uyghur camps that are building this stuff and fly it right back to the... <laughs> I'm sorry. 
like I'm 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 frustrated with Nike as a company because it's like okay you're you're not being ethical in the way that you're manufacturing stuff. You're not being ethical in the way that you're selling stuff. But you're trying to be ethical in the way that you're messaging stuff. And I I think that that's messed up that you're letting you're like you're creating a division between marketing, which is trying to act like you're doing the right thing without doing the right thing. And it, it's like, if you're, if you're just going to be a big company, just like make your stuff available and sell it. Then we get to decide yeah. whether or not we buy it or not. If you're going to try to be all ethical or try to build so much hype by saying, hey, it's super exclusive, only 100 jerseys dropped today, you're, you're part of the problem and you're creating new problems and you're pissing people off. You're... You're alienating people, and you are doing the exact opposite of what your marketing was trying to attempt of pulling things from the market. You're instead creating something more scarce and empowering scalpers, empowering bad people, and hurting. hurting. Yeah, and and so when I when I missed out on the yeah. shoes and I missed out on the jersey, uh, you know, like I didn't go to Twitter and see all the the like rage that was happening. Um, I just went to see if there was a different pair of Kobe shoes yeah. I could buy or like a different jersey. Yeah. And my options were like $300 Mitchell and S jerseys. And that was it. There were no other shoes. They don't have any other Kobe shoes available for sale. I don't get it. It literally makes no sense to me. It it was literally just like a hype thing. And they donated a million dollars to the, to the, you know, Mamba and Mamba Sita sports Mm -hmm. Academy or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so anyways, I'm, I'm done with the sneakers app. I like, I'm so fed up no, with it. it. And it's it's creating an awkward situation. Like, for example, Mike Tr- Mike Trudell was shouted out by Bill McDonald as being like, hey, man, like, you got this cool, like, sh- shoes. Like, how cool is that? And Mike Trudell, like, immediately had, like, hedge and be like, I'm sorry, I'm very lucky. Like, I just happened to be in, like, the Lakers orbit. And I was, like, I was lucky enough to get that. He was having to, like, apologize yeah. for the position that he was in. And Bill was trying to, like, throw it up. It's like, hey, this is a cool thing. But, like, Mike was aware, like, yeah. dude, like hundreds of thousands of Lakers fans wanted this and didn't have the opportunity to get it. And I was just privileged enough to get it. I don't want to rub that in their face. I thought he did, did a good job, but it was like, it's such an awkward position for Nike to put somebody in. Cause they're like totally. And all the players, players wearing, too, all the, the players had those jerseys. They're wearing the pro, pro tros. They have the jerseys. Yeah. It's just like, open it up, man. Just make enough. Like don't, what's the, what the hell is like with this, like this, like sneakers, like exclusive drop, like, just put it up for sale on the internet. I don't care if I have to wait a month. Just get it to me. Well, if they managed the exclusive market, yeah. like if Nike had built out their own secondary market where they took a cut and like that's where the majority of secondary sales uh-huh. happened, then like fine. They're they're monetizing it in in a weird yeah. way, right? But they're not. I mean, maybe maybe <laughs> they maybe they sold all sold out to themselves and they're selling it on eBay. They're, yeah, they're maybe. too big of a company to do something like that. I I just think it's like just make enough supply and demand it's it's yeah. not worth the marketing hype to be like hey this is exclusive merch drop it that's stupid that's just dumb it's a, it's offensive to fans it's offensive to your consumer it's not it's it's building mistrust it's building frustration it's not building hype like the product should have the hype it's like oh we're only going to sell 100 iPhones and we sold them all to like this <laughs> to Carl Icon <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Carl iPhone. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Well, I think, you know, I think what's what's happened here, Luke, is that we're up 3-1. And we're just happy about it. We need something something to complain about now. And Nike, Nike, you get the ire. We need something to complain about. 
Alex is having technical yep. issues and hasn't been able to talk this whole time, even though I know he has heated thoughts about secondary shoe markets. <laughs> and <laughs> This must have been miserable uh, for him having to listen to this yep. whole thing. But anyway, I just want to thank uh, you and Alex, even though Alex can't say, uh, you know, you're welcome. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm Alex, and I occasionally have bad takes. <laughs> Bye, everybody. I want to thank all of our followers for listening to the three of us. Please subscribe to our pod on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Audible, or wherever you get your pods. And check us out on social media at www.lukewaltontalkslakers.com. You'll find our links there as well as our pod. Well, John and Alex, uh, looking forward to hopefully the gentleman's sweep in a couple days here. Yeah, uh, boycott sneakers app yep. and happy Mama Day. And happy Mama Day. Uh, let's all make our own jerseys with our 3D printers. <laughs> and the sewing supplies that we all have acquired to make masks with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. See you guys.